Welcome to the Black Wolf 1230s podcast. Uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about, I, I've been focusing on Wolverine. And um, at this time in my life, I'm dealing with the difference between or the importance of a person's presence and existence. And the reason why I say that, I have to look back in my own life, right? Now, make sure y'all got your coffee. Because it is about to get interesting. One time my mother was coming out of... Um, Baby, I was a baby, an infant. I had it been about, I don't know, looked like about five, five months. No, I was probably younger than that, probably about three or four months. And my mother showed me a picture. She showed me this Polaroid picture of me crying. I was like, Blue, green, red, orange, all them type of colors, right? Had my fist balled up. So, (laughs) and during that time, right, my mother, she looked like she she was straight out of the Cooley High movie, you know, that was during that, you know, that that was during the late 60s. So I said, who took, I said, I said, Ma, where you get that picture from, right? She said, oh, this white woman, my mother was coming out of Hosha Combs. She said, yeah, I was uh, coming out of Hosha Combs. And this white woman said, oh, my gosh, look how that boy is performing. She's like, ma'am, do you mind if I take a picture of him so he can see how he acted up. So my mom was like, sure. So from there, mm, I took it that I gave my mother a hard way to go coming from the womb. And um, so as I got older, like one, and I was able to walk. Um, I kept climbing up my crib. I would climb up my crib, find some way to unlock the door, and I would run the streets. <laughs> my mama would get off work. And my godparents will call her to tell you, your son is out here running the streets. He came down here to the house, right? Now, I had only been to my godparents' house probably like once. But I went down there. It was one. Um... I remember crossing the street. I remember touching the bumpers. I remember the diaper I had on and the onesie. Um, you know, with the slippers built into them. Um, <laughs> so, 
I was like, I get like two, two years of age, my cousin. On my father's side, this is my first cousin. We down at the playground. And uh, he takes me down to the playground. And that nigga hit me in the bridge of my nose with a swing. So, daddy come down there because I kept trying to fight him, fighting him. I was jumping on him. I was only two. He was about he was about six or seven. Six. I'm going to say about six or seven. And daddy had to come down there and get me. Now, when he came down to the playground to get me, I wouldn't stop. I kept going after him, after him. So, daddy said... I said, behave, behave. So daddy hit me on, you know, back of my diaper, right? And I fell out. I fell out and I bust my head on the ground. I just had temper tantrums, right? So, um, I was a different type of child with a different type of anger. You know, and, you know, my daddy didn't, my daddy, he only put his hands on me one other time, and that was, um, we were up in Brooklyn, 572 Jerome Street. And I was hanging out with this dude named Todd. I was like eight or nine. And Todd, up in New York, right, his mama, they, were from, they was up in, uh, I believe it was Queens. And Todd used to, uh, Mama used to hide money in books. So, he'd get the money. We'd go to the store and made it do what it do. So, but Daddy, he had where he had these uh, J&B scotch, like gallon jugs, where he would save his coins. Like half dollars, dollar pieces, pennies, nickels, you know, different ones or whatever. So I, they came home, all the dollar pieces was gone, or 50 cent pieces was gone. He said, Keefe, what happened to my coins? Honestly, I don't know. See, because the thing is, is that when I would do something wrong, I would get rid of the evidence real quick. Mm-hmm. I would get rid of the evidence. So I didn't spend the money. Either I, either I gave it to somebody or I just ditched the coins. So, um, and that's how it was. Uh, one time we were in, um, I was in the first grade. And um, let me tell you about the first grade when I had the $100 bill. I believe I had a 50 cent piece, I had a quarter piece, yep, and a quarter piece I had got from my daddy's pockets, right? And um, go get your coffee. I'm gonna tell you about that about that time when I when I learned I, I learned bad habits from my mama. Hold tight.
Welcome back. All right, yeah, we was talking about uh, all the time I went at my dad's pockets and I took out $100.75. So I I go to school and I ask uh, an OG. He he was like, uh, I'm going to say he was about four or five years older than I was or whatever, how much this is or whatever. His dumb ass said, that's a dollar and 15 cent. Child. The public school system. So we go to class, right? Now on my way to class, you know, I'm bowling. I don't know how much money I got. I'm in the first grade. But I get the attention of... It used to be this chick that used to always mess with me. It was like she was my nemesis. She was born to get under my skin, right? Pretty old red thing. Uh, let's just say her brother played NBA basketball. And um, she just used to agitate me. So so this time she, she couldn't agitate me. I mean, I was balling. I had money in my pocket. I was going to go at the the school. I was going to get me some sunflower seeds, some hot fries. You know, like I said, I liked liked salt. And my friends liked the sugar, like the Nowlays, Quest Shooters. It used to be stuff like that, Charleston Tools and stuff like that, you know. So she couldn't get under my skin or whatever, right? So... I said, not today. I'll get with you later. <laughs> right? She just couldn't. It's just, she just, she just, just, just something about my presence and my existence that she just had. She was like, uh, you know, you watch uh, Friday's uh, Baby D. I think it was the Friday of the next with uh, Roach and all them and Pinky and all them and Baby D. You know, she got after me like Baby D, where the little sister is bigger than the big sister. You know, she that means she she just you know, Craig, hook me up with your no. What do you say? What do you say? Uh, he said she said hook me up with your hook me up with your cousin. You know, she just got she just had my day was not right unless she was rattling me for some reason, right? So I get to class, whatever this and that, and like I said, I'm crushing on this girl. Her name, her name, her first initial began with a D. So I'm sitting up there, you know, she writing up at the board or whatever, and she said, she said, she said, Keith, come here. She put her finger to me or whatever, and she said, come here. So I came to her, came behind her, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. <laughs> I was just shiznick that that day. She said, give me a little. She's like, I need three sheets, three sheets of notebook paper. I'll be your girlfriend. I was like, you got that. Here's six. (laughs) 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 Woo! I like that girl. I'm telling you, I got sensations, right? She sat right across from me and I don't know, just being right across from I was getting sensations, whatever, isn't that right? 
So I pull out the dough, put it up on this like a pencil slot. Up on a, get you, you rest your pencils on. I put my dough there. My first grade teacher said, where'd she get that money from? I said, from home? She was like, do your parents know you got that? I said, no. And I said, it's only a dollar fifteen. She was like, that's not a dollar and fifteen cent. Come in. So I got up and went to her desk. So she was writing a letter. And she was like, give me that money. So I gave her the money. She wrapped it up in the letter and, and, and folded it and, and, and wrapped it in, in a rubber band. She's like, I want you to take this home to your mother. I said, okay. So I get home. But what I did was when I got out of school, I ditched it. I ditched it at the recreation center right there up under, under some grass, up under some bushes. Like I said, I, you ain't catching me with no evidence, y'all. And that's how I grew up. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't catching me with nothing. I don't know nothing, I don't have nothing, etc. So, um, mommy said, you teach your car, where the money at? Mommy sound like Biggie Smalls, where the loot at? Give me the loot, give me the loot. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, I said, give me the money. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. See, by that time, ass whooping ain't scared me. I was like, okay, I take an ass whooping or whatever. But mommy was smart, dog. She was smart. She said, I'm not going to beat your ass. I ain't mad. I said, really? Because I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I've always been a sucker for girls, y'all. Sucker for She was like, I was like, for real? No, just go out there and go get the money. I'm like, by myself? She's like, yeah, go ahead. Hmm. So I go get, I go to the stash, go get the money. And like I said, right next to, across from the school is the rec center. So I'm seeing all the kids go, go, going up in there. I say, hmm, I always wanted to go up in there. So I grabbed the loot. Went up there, man. I started playing a pool. It was a type of pool where where it had like like rubber circles or whatever bounced off like a bonzo type of pool or whatever this and that, man. Playing checkers and all that type of stuff. Boy, I loved it. I loved it. I took my time. I ain't getting. I ain't make it home till probably about about seven o'clock that evening or whatever. So I get home. Mommy got the got the screen door unlocked, waiting for me. So I was like, "Here go the loot." She's like, "Okay, go take you eat your dinner, and after you eat your dinner, take a bath and go to bed." I honestly ain't getting no ass whooping. So that's what it was. So I guess the next time we want to say hi I was a sucker. Uh, oh, also, my dad laid his hands on me one other time. It was when I was um, I was seventeen, and I was just about to go go away in the service, and uh, I ate his peanut, and I was getting cocky. You know, I was smelling myself. I was, you know, that by that time I had, um, like I said. Uh, I was just off the hook. Uh, I was rapping. 
I was drinking. I was drinking. Uh, we had our own drink club. Our group was called Drunk MCs. We had our own drink called Pink Pussy. Pink Pussy was uh, white grapefruit juice and the Red Richards. This is Pink Pussy. Um, and, I, you know, Dad was laying down on Mommy's couch or whatever. This nice peanuts. And then I said, yo. He go, dollar. He's like, what's this for? I said, it's your peanuts. He'll tell you about eating my shit. I said, who you cursing at? Daddy jumped up quick as a mother right here. <laughs> PTSD. It was a parade, right? You know. Well, I figured, you know, I said, I think I'm ready to take him. We get outside, the whole crowd around or whatever. I swung. Daddy ducked and hit me with like a six-piece chicken McNugget. I had to grab that man and pierce him to the fence. Like, in, 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 in it, it was, it pierce him to the fence. Daddy, I'm your son. I'm your son. Daddy just snapped or whatever. Mm-mm. Never challenged my daddy ever since that. So, that was that. Um, okay. We're going to think about the third a third instance where the thrill of the kill was just, just so awesome. Um, hold tight. All right, welcome back. Okay. This next excerpt, this was, we're going to call this some type, type of matrix type of stuff, man. I, I remember one time, my dad, my dad and his first cousin were, uh, we, had, we, all three of us went, went, excuse me, went fishing. My dad was driving a, tra- a cab during that time. So, there's a certain secret fishing hole. But you had to cross these train tracks that was up in the air, like ten, like I'm gonna say about eight stories high from the water. So you had to cross this water and the train tracks. But the train tracks was old and abandoned, so it was like wood missing and everything missing. You know, and if you one slipped, you would have fell in the water. So, Daddy go across first. His cousin go across second. And they on the other side waiting for me to cross. So I'm like, I'm scared as hell. So, he's like, come on, kid, you do it, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Man, I was crying. I was scared. I mean, I had never been so scared in my life. So, probably took me probably about an hour to make a cross. Daddy go fishing. Uh, his fishing his fishing pole falls in the water. He he strips down to his boxes and get in and and, and, and jump in the water to get it. So we come back. So as we come back, I am, I'm not scared of it no more. So. He tell me put everything tackle box and everything up in the up in the cat in the up in the cab whatever this and that. So as I put it in there, I see his gun. It was a 38, 38 special. So I said, ooh, okay. 
So I, I, I pulled Texas gun out of the horse. I said, look, daddy, I can shoot. Daddy said, hey, can you put it down, put it down. I said, no, <laughs> I can shoot. <laughs> I was going to shoot his ass, y'all. I was going to shoot his ass for having me go through that, right? So having his cousin said, Keith, you put it down, put it down, put it down. But see, let me just tell you something about that, right? My daddy and his cousin, they ride or die. They ride or die. My, uh, my daddy's cousin's son played professional football, right? And um, I never got the chance to play professional football. See? So, what made me wedge the fact of resentment, the things I should have been doing and I didn't, was the fact is, number one is, my cousin asked my dad on the phone, he said, um, why you ain't never get him in the football? See, because my reflexes, and let me tell you something about my reflexes. My reflexes were so good because I was getting my ass beat by my mother and her sister, tag team. My reflexes were so good. If y'all pay attention to that Chun-Li video with Nicki, Nicki Minaj, and how at the end, how some one, one, one of them Asian dudes try to strike her and she just knew how to block that mob, grab that mob. That's exactly how I was. So my dad said, he said, man, he's just, I just had, um, I would have got him in the football if I wasn't running the streets and I wasn't focusing on these women and I ain't worked so much. When I heard my dad take ownership and responsibility of that situation or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That was one of the proudest moments I had in my life, man. That's how I knew my dad was starting to change. He was starting to evolve. It's like he was starting to see that maybe if he was there and did this, maybe I wouldn't turned out like that. And, and ownership, you know. And, you know, my dad, his his evolution, man, it was like I couldn't judge him. Nor could I judge him, you know, his last days before he closed his eyes after complications from Agent Orange or whatever. His last breath, he, his last breath, he died taking care of my sister's kids, you know. So, I'm saying that, you know, it says uh, in the good book, the Holy Bible, only thy mother and thy father in thy days will be long. Honor means to give weight. It's a scale. And whatever they weren't, God will take the driver's seat and fill in the rest. So I know my time and my walk, me being a father myself, I wasn't perfect myself, but now, but at least I knew to honor my dad and still honor my mother. Hey, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And, you know, Black Wolf 1230 loves y'all.
Yes, he does. He loves y'all. Black or 1230. Yes, I love you. I'm going to continue loving you. As well as me loving myself. I know when I love myself, I got to get that love back to you. You know, I thank y'all for listening. And um, remember to stay peaced up. Stay peaced up.